motivation be clear. Know exactly what you're going to do in this session. Why you're doing it. What's the immediate purpose? How is it connected to your ultimate purpose? Keep recalling it to the mind until you stir a strong determination within you. A determination so strong that it infuses your body and your mind. So that the energy of this determination make your body take the posture that is conducive to meditation. In just holding on to this intention, bring your attention, your mindfulness to various parts of the posture and simply let them get into that posture that is conducive to meditation. Let them find that comfort and stable place. Check the legs. Bring the attention to the hands, the elbows and shoulders, your back, (coughs) once you find the proper posture for the back, you should start to feel a sense of ease descending on the posture. And you feel a sense of confidence with the posture itself. Center the head and neck. Let the mouth, teeth, tongue rest in their natural places. Eyes. conducive to meditation. For some, opening the eyes is conducive. For others, having the eyes closed. And yet others, having the eyes half-opened. body sink into naturally into the meditative state into the posture that is conducive to meditation and continue to observe continue to be mindful of the sense of ease descending on the body Gently bring your attention to the breath. No intention to control it, the breath. No intention to force the mind to focus on the breath. <coughs> Don't even concern yourself with what you should do with distractions, if there are any. Just 
Know that you're breathing out as you are breathing out. <coughs> know that you are breathing in as you are breathing in. in this way have a part of your mind scan the posture one last time to make sure that you are indeed comfortable and that there is stability in the posture make whatever adjustments you need to make while you remain aware of the breath as you do so making the necessary adjustments. Go back to just observing the breath. Simply knowing that you are breathing out as you breathe out. That you are breathing in as you are breathing in. of the sense of ease stay in the background and watch the mind watching the breath and have the intention to keep the continuity of the awareness of the breath unbroken watch the mind watching the out breath watching the out breath becoming in breath Watching the in-breath coming back again to out-breath. So the continuity of awareness from out-breath to out-breath. Have the intention to keep it unbroken while you follow 11 cycles of breath.
attention to the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows, about an arm's length distance from you. And while focusing in this space, as though you're waiting to see something, recall again your strong determination, the ultimate goal that you're aspiring to achieve and asking yourself, how will you achieve this? Depending on what, can you reach there? What will, who will take you there infallibly? And somewhere within you, there's a, some measure of a conviction that the infallible guide is in that space. Your infallible guide. The very means for you to achieve your goal. Hold on to that measure of conviction. In your mind, show your reverence, prostrate. still to that measure of conviction no matter what the measure of that conviction may be and trust yourself strengthen your faith in your capacity to achieve your goal strengthen your faith in the goal that you are aspiring to achieve strengthen your faith in the guide and the fact that you are being guided there infallibly Take refuge.
holding on to that measure of conviction. Keep finding it, and as soon as you see the slightest hint of it, hold on to it. Rest there. And holding on to that measure of conviction, you are in a presence, yes, indeed, the presence of what is your guarantee of achieving your goal. You feel a great sense of gratitude. Out of that sense of gratitude, make offerings. Offer things that you own that makes you happy. Things unowned by anyone that makes you happy. Things which exist only in your imagination that makes you happy. Clear your conscience, admit your faults, admit the actions committed under the influence of such faults, and let a deep sense of intelligent regret grow within you, and using the power of that regret, turn to your infallible guide in the three jewels, seeking their protection, their guidance, Yes, strength. Feel the embrace of protection granted to you. And feel the strength. Then from that strength, make a promise to be strained in the future. Recall your true capacity and make that promise accordingly. If you can only withhold restraint for a moment, then promise to restrain for a moment. If you can do more, promise to do for a longer period of time. And feeling the strength of the regret, the strength of protection, strength of restraint, and really wishing to negate the potentials left in your mind from your regretful actions. Think of something to do to make up. And promise to do it for as long as it takes until you start seeing actual signs of purification.
with that same state of mind. Help refine it further through rejoicing. Let the mind take great joy in goodness, in merit, no matter what the measure may be, yours and others. For those who are caught up in samsara and for those who have gone beyond samsara, of sentient beings, the various sufferings that they are enduring, the happiness that is eluding them. Let your heart embrace them with compassion, with love, holding them in this embrace, turn your attention again back to your infallible guide, that bright presence in that space at the level of your eyebrows. And feel through your infallible guide that you're connected to all the enlightened beings, sensing their presence in this way, beg them to please come into the lives of sentient beings. Teach them how to truly end their pain. Teach them how to find true happiness. And to stay in their lives for as long as it takes. tranquility, the tranquil state of the mind 
call the purpose of your meditation. And dedicate the merit you've gained so far to the success of your meditation. Feel that bright presence now, right above your head, facing the same direction as you are. While your guide is above your head, make very strong wishes to be free of the obstacles to your meditation. Make very strong wishes to gain the realizations you seek. Begging for blessings. See the blessing descend from your teacher's heart like liquid light, white inside, with the colors of the rainbow circling it. Enter you to the crown of your head. The white part purifies you, remove your obstacles. The colored part fills you with the qualities and the realizations that you seek. the very embodiment of what you're aspiring to achieve is right above your head. Now you aspire to become inseparable. And through the strength of your aspiration, the form dissolves into a point of light. You see and feel that point of light descend through the crown of your head. 
enters your heart center, becoming inseparable with your mind there. And whatever being inseparable means to you, hold on to that meaning with affirmation that you have become inseparable. Bring your attention back to the breath. Take like a snapshot of the state you find yourself now. How your mind feels, how your body feels, how the breath feels. become aware of the body with the attention to come out. Hello everyone, welcome. Right, I have to talk real fast. I have five minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember the uh, the kind of uh, attitudes or the kind of sen- sentiments that the eight verses are asking you to develop. They get more and more uh, difficult because. You, you begin with just just your mind, dealing with your mind, and you come out of that, and now you're asked to deal with, with, with others. First you're asked to deal with others in your mind, and you're asked to deal with others directly. So it becomes more and more difficult, more and more difficult. Now the, the more difficult uh, uh, points that are discussed in the verses uh, uh, are easier to deal with 
once you develop the attitudes that the earlier verses ask you to develop. So it becomes very important for you to really seek a sense of what the earlier verses ask you to develop. So, uh, although it may seem like when you take all, all sentient beings and then your mind goes to, to this very vague uh, object, you know, all sentient beings, and you take of some abstract and ask you to have a sense of uh, cherishing them, always cherish them. So, if you quickly uh, uh, go through the step without really sensing a sense of cherishing, and when it says all sentient beings, and you really have an appreciation for all sentient beings, not just uh, some vague object called all sentient beings, but each sentient being together, making all sentient beings. You're supposed to have the sense of cherishing them. Okay. And when, once you have that developed in a true sense, then it becomes easier to get to the next step, and then the next step, and the next step. Okay. So, the first step asks you to uh, have a sense of cherishing. The second step asks you to see yourself as a, the, the servant of all beings. And the next step asking you now to look at the cause of suffering and to become a, truly appreciate what causes suffering, to truly appreciate the nature of suffering. And you look at uh, understanding that how it is the very mental afflictions that are the cause of suffering. And, when you, and, and, and these mental afflictions not only cause suffering, but they also uh, perpetuate themselves. They, they, they force you to see situations, they force uh, situations to, to create situations to perpetuate the cycle of suffering. And, you, and it's up to you to stop them. And the method for stopping them involves, at first, just of being aware. Just know, just know that you are in them when you are in them. And be aware of, of what they do to you, what they do to your mind, what they do to your body, what they do to your relationship with others. Okay. And this mere observance will help you start to, uh, start to help you gain the strength to stop them with, your, with, with merely the the force of your, of your mind later on. So, being aware of them, ignoring them, paying, uh, behaving as though they're not there in your mind, that is not allowing them to become uh, a motivation for an action, a motivation for a train of, for a train of thinking. Okay, that's the first step. Then the next step is to uh, start recalling how they are disadvantaged uh, or how they are disadvantaged to you how they don't they don't uh, give you any advantage and look at what they are promising you and see whether or not they actually deliver what they are promising you I mean do they actually deliver it okay that's thinking their disadvantage then you start thinking of the opposite start to force the mind um, I say force the mind but you start to just you, you, you may find some measure of uh, calmness with all, if you take all the, the steps uh, before with observing and then thinking about the disadvantages, you may find a space in your mind where you can actually start uh, thinking about the opposite. Like if you feel anger coming up, you think of the opposite of, of anger. If you, if you feel a sense of, uh, if you feel laziness <laughs> coming up, then you, you start to develop, uh, uh, encourage your mind to develop in, enthusiasm. Okay, so you deliberately start to think of uh, uh, the opposite. Then once you, uh, throughout all this time, then you're developing the strength of the mind to actually be able to stop the thought 
just by the force of the mind. Then w- once you reach that point, then there's uh, two ways to do it. There's the soft force way, just with a sense of confidence, a sense of certainty, just by you, you, you have a, a sense that uh, your mind is like your servant. When you tell it to do something, it will do it. You just, it doesn't matter if it does it or not, but you actually hold that sense of confidence that it, it will happen. And you just tell your mind to stop. And don't become discouraged because your mind doesn't stop the first time you tell it to stop. But keep, hold, keep holding on to that sense of confidence that it will stop because, just because you tell it to stop. Okay? And, then you, and, and you, uh, with the force of the mind, you stop those, those uh, afflictions. That's the, that's the uh, more passive way of doing it. And then there's a forceful way of doing it where you feel uh, 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 as, if you, as if you're striking those, those, uh, those afflictions with, 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 with your mind, as if you're striking them, as if you're hitting them. And it's not, don't imagine them in a sense of... Uh, if you're not ready yet, <laughs> don't imagine them to be somebody that you don't like, and then you, you, and then you see yourself running after them with a machete. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now that's not that's not the striking, but just just like uh, you know when sometimes you say to yourself, no, no, that, that's the kind of forcefulness. You feel that sense of forcefulness of the mind, and you strike that. Uh, it's called striking. Maybe that's not what it actually is, but but the the emotional. Uh, how that feels for you emotionally when you see it, strike it with your mind. So you do that. You, you employ that. And you, you can even uh, uh, incorporate your body into it where you clench your fists, you, uh, you uh, uh, tighten, tighten your, 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 your lips, you clench your teeth, and then you, you, you think of striking, striking it. And you hold, you hold on in your mind all those other things that you had about it before. It's not, gonna, it's not a benefit to you. It's not a benefit to anyone. It's here to destroy peace. It's here to, to, to bring uh, disaster. And you hold on all this in your mind and then you think of striking it. Okay? Now, is after, after you've, you've become acquainted with the earlier uh, exercises, now it's time. Now you can uh, exercise striking it with, 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 with the force of the mind. Now, the reason for not striking it with the force of the mind in the, in the beginning is because you will not necessarily have the sense of confidence that it will happen. And when you don't see it happen, that might, dis- might, give you dis- that might discourage you. And, dis- and having discouragement in the mind is a, is, is, is a, is a, mean of, is a means for you to, uh, to remove your uh, ability of your mind to stop, to stop it. It's like uh, draining your mind of power and then actually strengthening the affliction. So discouragement in your mind is a, is, is a, is a, is a benefit for the afflictions and actually uh, uh, lessens your ability to do anything. So to avoid having discouragement in your mind when you're actually trying to do something, don't try to do something that, that, that may be difficult for you in, in the beginning. So to do something that is that is uh, up to your power, up to your ability, and then you build up on that, build up on that, build up on that, until until you become until you become uh, until you are not in the in danger of, of being discouraged. Okay. So after you've done this exercise for some time, 
and you, you see how difficult it is, you appreciate how difficult it is to actually stop mental afflictions, and you appreciate how it's actually impossible to do, then when you see someone who's under the influence of an affliction, then it's easier for you to have compassion for them. It's easier for you to see them as someone who's, who needs help, rather than, uh, rather than uh, for you to be overcome yourself by an affliction towards them. Okay. So when you uh, when the next verse says uh, uh, when you meet someone of bad character, bad character meaning someone who is behaving uh, in a harmful way to others or to you, but the, the verse is not necess- is not uh, right now telling you uh, to deal with someone who is behaving badly towards you, but someone who is behaving badly, maybe in general toward, towards others, and you understand how this can only come from someone who is overtaken by their mental afflictions. And not understanding that it is not in the nature, it is not in the uh, definition of a being to want pain. And yet this person is be in, engaging in the very cause that would bring pain in, in, to them. And you, in, in this way, you think about this person and you, and you develop compassion for them. You let your compassion grow for them. Now, some of, sometimes when you meet these kinds of people that you encounter, who are of bad nature, who are overcome by, by uh, affliction, uh, fear might arise within you. You might think, oh, you, you, might, think, you might think of, uh, this is an object for you to be afraid of. Okay? And, and you know, uh, paralyzing fear may, may, may start to come o- take over you. That is not uh, a state of mind conducive to compassion. You shouldn't be, there shouldn't be a sentient being, no matter who it is, no matter what the sentient being is, that for you to have fear of. Okay. They're all just sentient beings, and they're all either uh, uh, someone who's over, completely overwhelmed by, by mental affliction, and, and they are slaves to their mental affliction, or they're someone who's, well, they're no longer sentient beings, they're, uh, they're, they're just beings. They're, they're someone who have overcome their mental afflictions. So really, the, the, the emotion that you should have for others, if they are suffering, is always just compassion, always love. Nothing, no other emotion should, should come into play. If you meet someone that you feel and, it, and fear is coming towards you, then you, you're, you, some, some part within you is misperceiving uh, uh, what, what's going on. You should not entertain fear. You shouldn't let it stay within you. You shouldn't let it... Uh, of course, there's... Uh, there's Just like anger, sometimes there's a sense of righteousness, there's a sense of there's wrong happening there, I must do something. And then the only, unfortunately, the only word that we have to, to uh, talk about this kind of uh, emotion is anger. But it's not the same kind of anger that, that where you're motivated by the wish to harm someone but it's motivated by the wish that there's harm going on there, I must do something to stop it. Okay. So we have to make, be able to make th- that distinction. But also, there's the a distinction must be made also with fear. There's a fear where, that, that arises out of an affliction. And also there's a fear which is, oh, there is actual danger there, I must be cautious. Okay. And that fear is normal. That fear, you must have it. That fear that, that informs you there's danger and for you to be mindful and to be cautious. 
because you're supposed to be cautious. But the fear that grips you, the fear that might make you harm someone because if I don't harm that thing or that person in front of me, it's going to harm me. Let me harm it first. Okay, that kind of fear, we must, we must not allow it. It's also something for us to, uh, to strike it down with the mind when we see it coming up in, the, in our mind. Okay. We should, uh, by the end of, uh, well, when we are feeling uh, that we are really maturing in this practice, there should only be a sense. There should only be the sentiment of compassion and love when you're when you're thinking of someone, when you encounter someone, no matter what behavior they're dis- they're 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 displaying to you, no matter how they are relating to you, it should always it should only be compassion or love. It should be nothing. It shouldn't be anything else. Okay. Now it is. You have to understand that it is difficult because because of the habit that we develop of how we relate with others. Those habits have their strength. They have their momentum already. And just having that understanding that will make you not develop this, uh, becoming, become discouraged. It will also not uh, allow you to come under the, the, the sway of being influenced that this kind of, this is useless, this is anti-natural. Uh, there are object, there are, there, are, there are proper objects for compassion and there are, proper, uh, ob- there are improper objects for compassion. It might make you, 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 will, you will start to, to uh, reason this way, that there are, some, there are some people you should not have compassion for, you should actually have hate for. There are some people they should have, who deserve compassion. This kind of thinking, this kind of reasoning will, is undermining your, 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 your intention, your intention for the path. And you have to get rid of them. You shouldn't, you shouldn't allow circumstances to nurture them, to, to encourage them. Okay. So, understanding that this is difficult, understanding that this is uh, a momentum that you're actually trying to slow down, eventually trying to stop, you understand that it will take time. It will take time. And don't let any, any effort that you... That you uh, any effort that you make towards this, any effort, even just thinking about, about whether or not it is a good thing to do or not, you have to rejoice. You should never let discouragement follow any measure of, uh, any measure of effort. As soon as you uh, display uh, any measure of effort, immediately following that, you should rejoice. And it's not the kind of rejoice where you know, you're developing a false sense of pride. It is the, uh, this rejoicing is actually making the mind uh, more and more acceptable, more and more uh, 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 encouraging to develop, to con- for you to continue in the, in, uh, along the line where you're applying these kinds of efforts. Okay. And since we're not going to see immediately the result of, of your actions, especially in your, in your environment, don't let the mind trick you in looking for, for immediate results. Okay. In the meantime, just have the sense, uh, uh, a sense of confidence that you are, you are going to get the result. Just, help, just hold that firmly in your mind. You are going to get the result. And then just act with, with that alone. 
in the, mean, in the meantime. Now, the exercise that I gave you a, long, uh, a while ago, you can do that every once in a while to sort, of in, to sort of gain strength for encouragement, gain strength for enthusiasm, where you see how powerful it is to actually have compassion, how powerful it is to actually display love, okay, to demonstrate love. But don't uh, let that become the practice where you're constantly looking for, for, for proof of it. For, for proof of its strength. Okay? Because you may not have the seed in your mind to see that, to see it. And when, when you keep on looking and you're not seeing, that will create discouragement. Okay? And later on, they will just naturally come in to you without, without you even looking for them. You will see, you will see the proof. Okay? It's like a you've never meditated before and you're trying to meditate and a part of your mind is looking to say, am I meditating now? Am I meditating now? That part that I keep asking am I meditating now is what is it doing? It's distracting you from trying to get to meditation. So that part of your mind that might, that keeps that looking for, okay, let me see, let me, let, let me see, uh, let me see the result of my action. It's like planting a seed, taking it out, and then and looking at the C2C if, it, if, it's, if, it's, if it's grown into a plant yet. Okay. Right. Right. So, uh, so far, uh, the meditation that we are doing is really just uh, what you might call a role play meditation. Okay. Uh, see yourself in a, in a, in a situation. And, and believe, I don't know if you've done this before, but this is powerful meditation to, be, to do that. When you s- clearly see yourself, and by clearly see yourself, I'm not talking about you know visualize and be able to see all the colors and hear all the sounds, but just have that sense of I am there, present. Okay, I am. This is what's actually happening, and just hold on to that, and don't never mind what's no. If, if you're seeing the colors or the shape or, or the, of that situation, okay. When you when you when you are in that state, I am there, and then you rec- you recreating the situation, and you see yourself behaving the way you want to see yourself behave. That is very powerful, and you can see the result of that not immediately, but soon. Okay, you will see the, you will see you will see yourself actually uh, picking up that behavior when that situation actually occurs. So it's powerful meditation to just sit down, go through the, go through the preliminaries, and then see yourself in that situation where uh, an aff- that is uh, uh, ripe for an affliction to occur. Like maybe see yourself in the presence of that person that... Uh, you're, 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 uh, have you found your precious jewel yet? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some of you may have a few. <laughs> okay, so see yourself in the presence of your precious jewel. And then, for some of you, just seeing them, you know, your mental afflictions want to co- go come out. Okay? Uh, so, see yourself in, in, in the presence, and then see yourself behaving the way you want, the way that is beneficial for your practice. See yourself behaving that way. So, they say whatever they want to say to get, to get on your nerve, and you, you're, you, and you, know, you don't get angry. Instead, you, you react towards, you actually react with compassion towards them. Oh, I feel sorry for that person. Maybe they, they had bad breakfast this morning or something, and you just don't have the ability to go on with the day with a bad breakfast. 
Maybe I'll cook breakfast the next, the next morning. Okay. So have, have your mind think of them in compassionate, with compassionate thoughts. Whatever is making them suffer, may they be free of it. Whatever will make them happy, may they, may, may they redefine it. Not what they think will make them happy, but what will make them happy. There's a big difference there, right? So, I mean, immediately probably your mind said, wait a minute, what if that person thinks that beating me up would make them happy? Should I want them th- that? That's not, what I, that's not what we're talking about. What would really make them happy? Make, may they find it. Okay. And if beating you up it would make them really happy, <laughs> offer your body. <laughs> but you're not, uh, you're not uh, uh, that level yet. <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to rehearse, do the role playing. And you do it. Uh, don't, don't let it go into some fantasy, dream like that specific situation, that specific person, and you, and you behave the way you're supposed to behave. And you repeat it. Repeat it. Repeat it. Don't let it drag out into some, you know, uh, some soap opera, you know. <laughs> Episode 22. <laughs> That's for later with your master. <laughs> so vivid that it infuses your body and your mind. Sort of quickly scan the posture, almost as if comparing it with that memory.
visualize yourself struggling with the mental affliction. It doesn't occur at all. The event or the person, the situation that would normally give rise to the affliction is present, but instead of the affliction arising, compassion is arising. The affliction is not arising at all. And see it clearly that it's not arising. And keep repeating it.
of just the pure state of your mind. There's that degree of tranquility and clarity. How your body feels physically and energetically. And the breath. Within this awareness, turn your attention again to all sentient beings. Look at their conditions, again their sufferings. And this time, make a very strong wish, so strong it's as if you are willing it to happen, that they be free of their suffering. That they find true happiness. tonight, dedicated to the achievement of your ultimate goal. And become aware again of the gross breath. Slowly, let it guide you to being aware of the body again. meditation, role playing. Uh, when you're in the meditation itself, don't let any part of your mind look at it saying, oh, I'm pretending. Okay? Of course you're pretending. But you don't need to remind yourself that you're pretending. Okay? But when you're in that state itself, you should have a genuine sense of that, that your reaction that you're having is genuine. Okay? that if you're supposed to be seeing yourself reacting compassionately, really see yourself in a genuine way, having a genuine sense of compassion for that person. Otherwise, it's just pretending. Okay? It's not the meditation. Okay? Because that's what you're supposed to be rehearsing, that, that sense of com- re- compassionate reaction. Okay? So see yourself acting genuinely, compassionately. Okay? And afterwards, if you want to uh, look at what you are doing, you say, oh yeah, I was pretending. But in that moment, don't let that come into play. All right? Okay, thank you.